It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. He's Jonathan Casillas. I am John Schmelk. Ready to go. Win and you're in game for the New York football Giants. We turn the page to the Indianapolis Colts here. Giants with the chance, Jonathan, to control their own destiny and make the playoffs. And this was my message to fans on Tuesday when I was on with Howard Cross. Let's not mess around here. Let's not rely on Dallas to beat Philadelphia. Let's not rely on, you know, the Saints. Let's not rely on the Washington to lose and Seattle to lose and the Lions to lose and the Packers to lose. Let's just take care of business so you can have the week after New Year's, relax a little bit, prepare for the playoffs, think happy thoughts. <laughs> Let's avoid the angst of having to, you know, scoreboard watch and having to win a must game in Philadelphia against the Eagles. Let's just avoid all that. How about we just win this week? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. The the Giants, you know, losing last week, which which, which is like we thought, you know, it could possibly be the end of the world if we don't beat the Vikings. But they still control their own destiny. Last week was not a big deal. It was gut-wrenching to watch. Yeah. But, but I mean, but, but we knew we was watching the other scores. Right. You know, we were watching the other scores. We knew what was happening around the league, and we knew that other teams had lost. So with the Giants losing, it made this week the must-win game of the mm-hmm. year. And I said this weeks ago, when everybody thought the commanders – Game was the biggest game of the year, and I'm like, it gets bigger. You got to win one this. more. You got to win one more. It gets bigger because hey, you what still have to punch your ticket in. You beat the Commanders, and you get to nine wins. You're in the postseason. We've been saying yes, that since yes. probably Thanksgiving. One of the last three. And we're here. Yep. We're here. We're they here. beat the Commanders. You need one more now to get to nine, and you're going to be good. Now, could you get in with eight? Sure. Need Let's a lot of help. not leave that yeah, to fate. Need a lot of help. And, and, and the Giants, for some reason, they don't really get that help in, in, in history, you know? <laughs> not not, and, re- and you don't not wanna, recently, no. And you definitely don't want to be relying on that, especially, you know, like the last week, Philly's probably going to still have to play very hard four quarters to keep that number one spot. Possibly. You know, and that's, that's, a, that's a, you know, something that's there. So, you know, people, we were talking about them actually having a chance against Philly because Philly might not play their starters, but I don't think that's the case. And we don't want to rely on that. And the Colts, look, they're not a bad team because any no team is bad in the NFL. Dayball says that as well. You know, but they're not the greatest team. They struggling very badly on offense. You know, Nick Falls looks like he doesn't know how to play football right now. But the thing is, though, we all know he does. We all know that he won her Super Bowl. We watched that. Because he went on the, on the birds with Super the birds, MVP, with the dirty the birds. MVP, by the way. In that right. Game. You know, so he, if he can figure it out, you know, this is a, a, a capable opponent because their defense is lights out, Schmelke. And, he, and that's the thing. People want to, and look, I will say this, and I don't say this before many games, Jonathan, I'll say it today. The Giants are the more talented team in this game. They're the mm-hmm. better football team. They go out, they play their game, don't make a lot of big mistakes. They should win this game. But. But. The Colts' defense is legit. Yep. The fact that they're the seventh-ranked defense, I think it's yards per play or whatever metric you want to use, 
despite the fact their offense has literally been maybe the worst or second worst unit in the league when they're constantly being put back on the field after three and outs again and again and again. And the offense is turning it over. More giveaways than any other team in the league. And they're being put in bad situations again and again and again. But they keep fighting. You know, they were... They had a lead against the Eagles, and by the way, a healthy Eagles team mm-hmm. with six minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Yep. Only they trailed by one. Right. They trailed Dallas by two heading into the fourth quarter. You know, then Dallas scored like 80 points. <laughs> but it was two point game heading into the fourth quarter. You know, they led the Vikings by thirty three points mm-hmm. at halftime. Even against the Chargers, what was it? Six three at halftime on Monday yep. night? Mm-hmm. So this is not gonna you know, the Giants are favored. They should be favored to the better team. But this is not going to be like a walk-away easy win. This is going to be stressful on Sunday. It's going to be yes. tight. It's going to be close. And it's not going to come easy, especially for the Giants' offense. Yeah, but that's how the Giants like it. You know, the Giants <laughs> well, win 11 games within uh, one score. You know, and the Giants uh, have a great record. I think they're 8-2-1 in those games. Yep. Uh, so yeah, 8-3-1 now after the Vikings game. Eight, three and one. Okay. After the Vikings so it was game, 12, yeah. it's 12 games then, so my number's off. Whatever the case may be, they have a good record in games like that. And I think if the Giants can keep a game like that, they have a good chance of winning it. Look, the Giants, I don't know. Look, if they're capable of blowing a team out, possibly. I don't know if they can do it any week, but this would be a good week to do it. To you know, to do it at home in front of these fans that are thirsty, man. These fans are thirsty for for some good positivity at home. And the Giants haven't done that lately. And it'll be good for them to win it, secure a playoff spot at home. Like, that'll be awesome, wouldn't it, Bitch Mouth? Yeah, and Wink was talking today to the, the media, and he would said like four different times, you know, fans, we need you to come out and be loud. We need yeah. you to come out and be no, loud. No, let's need... go. And let's by the go. way, and fans, if, come it's, on. And if it's like seven to three at halftime or six three, don't boo the guys going in at the half. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> honestly, that's probably what this is going to be. It's probably going to be like right. 10 six yep. at halftime or, or something like that. You know, because as we mentioned, the Colts' defense is good. Yannick Ngakwe is one of the most consistent pass rushers in the league. DeForest Buckner is oh, a monster. Wow. Like, I don't think you played against Chris Canty, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Reminds me a lot of Chris yep, Canty. Yeah, really yeah, big, yeah. tall mm-hmm. guy. He plays that five technique, three technique. There's mm-hmm. a lot of different things. Really good player. Uh, probably the th- best corner probably in the NFL, yeah. probably in Gilmore. Still, arguably. Yep, really good. They yep. play a lot of soft zone. They don't give a lot of big plays. Quiddy Pay, who's a young. Okay, Key. Okareki, I believe. I don't know. Okareke, it sounded like right? Okara Cake. It sounded like Okara Cake. So I... <laughs> we need Lance here for the pronunciations. Um, There's I... a lot of good players, especially no, along on, that defensive line. On every for level. Sure. And, yep. and then they have McLeod, the safety, who's mm-hmm. been in the league forever. He's a good player. So they have guys top to bottom but on But they defense. make a lot of plays, too. Sure. Like last week, when you look at the Vikings, they, they were a, a bottom of the line defense. They were the bottom of the league, excuse me, bottom of the league defense. That and they gave up the yards, yeah. That didn't make a lot of plays mm-hmm. when they had the, the guys. They have a lot of guys in the Vikings, which I talked about last week. These guys, they make a lot of plays, especially causing disruption for offenses. You know, they, they're very opportunistic. They catch interceptions. They cause fumbles. Like, they can score on defense. They can score on special teams. Like, this is a team, minus their offense, they're well-rounded. Yeah, John, when I say well-rounded, minus their offense, they are good on special teams, and they are really good on defense. They have the six most sacks in the league with 43. And that's a team where other teams are running against them a lot because the other team often has leads against them. They have the worst point differential in football. So they're not seeing a ton of passes here. They're seeing mostly runs, and they're still sixth in the league in sacks. They don't blitz at all. 
Right. Like, they don't which, blitz. This which is, is just four-man pressure. Which is dangerous. I was about to say the same thing. I don't like that. I prefer a team that have to blitz the pressure. Yeah. Like, you're talking about seven guys in coverage at all times. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, guys, there's only five eligible receivers, just to let y'all know that. <laughs> and most of the time, you keep a guy in, you know, yeah. a lot, especially uh-huh. in this offense. You know, so that scares me because that's more guys to get the ball than your guys. Like, that's just simple math. You know, that's just the, the, the football one-on-one for dummies. You know what I mean? Like, seven mm-hmm. is more than five. You know, so with that being said, these guys get their hands on balls a lot, pause. They do, and they, they're opportunistic on defense. And it doesn't matter how well the, their offense is playing. They play hard. Now, I think if they had some type of offense throughout this year, yeah. an offense that didn't throw picks all, you know, the whole entire year yeah. and basically lead the league in those statistical categories, they would be a decent team. Yeah, they would be, absolutely. So what I'm saying is if the offense has any type of spark this this weekend in the Colts, then this team is going to be a lot better than we've seen. And by the way, all that is is one bad fill in a gap in the run game. A guy goes for 30. Yeah. All it is is, you know, some a cornerback trips and somebody gets behind you or they catch wink in a blitz and Michael Pittman gets behind, you know, Nick McLeod for a missed tackle in in zero coverage and missed tackle Mm -hmm. by a safety, right? All those things. And if you give up just one or two of those big plays and the Colts offense can get to like 14 points, that's yeah. danger zone. 14 boys for the Colts is that's dangerous for sure because their defense can do a great job. And their special teams can too. And their special teams too. So if their offense can produce two touchdowns in this game and they can get to like 20, 20 23 points in the game, danger zone. Yeah. Danger zone. So my, my game plan here, Jonathan, I'm curious to see what, what your take mm-hmm. is on it. I'm going to feel pretty good about the Giants defense being able to take the ball away a little bit, Okay. So my whole thing here is that I'm going to come out and I'm going to play a pretty conservative brand of football, yeah. right? I don't need Daniel Jones to go out there and throw it 40 times for 300 yards, but I do need Daniel Jones to not turn the ball over. Yep, 100%. I, I, you know, I, I go rush for three and a half yards per carry and just run it, run it, run it, get some field goals because in the way the Colts have played this year and the way Nick Foles played on Monday night, and again, it's his first game. He's going to get better, and we know he has the ability to play well. Eventually, I feel like this Colts team is going to give you the ball. So if you just don't give up the big plays on defense, keep everything in front of you, make them slowly matriculate up and down the field, eventually I think they're going to make those mistakes that are going to help you out. And then offensively for the Giants, don't give them short fields. Play the field position game. And if you do that, I think your talent in the end is going to win out in this game. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you. Look, and, and the Giants have done a good job this year on sustaining drives. A lot of good teams can't do that. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of teams right now that are better record than the Giants, probably secured their playoff spot already, that really can't produce a 90-yard drive or an 80-yard drive on a consistent basis. And that's the Giants game. The Giants game is, you know, I think last week you had a couple big plays in the passing game, of course, the Saquon t- uh, uh, Barkley touchdown mm-hmm. was a big play. But the Giants aren't a huge big play team. They're a dink and dunk, move the ball, be high efficiency on third down with Daniel Jones making smart decisions. That's what the Giants are. And, of course, yeah, we want to run the ball and stuff like that. But we haven't ran the ball that successfully the entire year. Better the last two weeks. Yes, o- Over four yards per carry, over 80 yards has actually been their two most efficient games since the since the Houston game when they ran for 150. But now. that goes to what the Giants are doing and what the Giants' identity is now. I thought, remember after the bye week, they ran the ball all, the time, all those times. I was thinking like, man, the Giants figured out that they're a rushing team. Okay, cool. But I don't think that's the identity anymore. 
I think they're a team that just takes whatever you can give them. Right. And they look at every team when they go into the week and they see what they can expose and what they can do well, what what that team has as inefficiencies that they, they can you know expose or do things against them. Like last week, middle of the field against the Vikings. Right. Right, and they, and, they, and they took advantage of it, you know. So it, it's take whatever that defense or that offense is going to give them. And I think that's the Giants' play. And, of course, if that requires them running 45, 45, 45 times a game, that's what they're going to do. Last week, Minnesota wasn't that great against the pass, and the the Giants lit them up on the, on the pass game. Went downfield a lot more than we, we were a lot seeing. The, the receivers made plays, and then it came down to a couple big plays at the end, which they didn't make. And I think Daniel Jones – and I said this a while ago. I think I said this against the Eagles. Put the ball in the Daniel Jones' hands because I think Daniel Jones is that good. And look, he had the, he had the game tying drive last week. You know, Daniel Jones is eleventh overall in total yards in quarterbacks. He's eleventh overall. Is he eleventh in yards? I didn't realize in that. Total yards. Okay. Oh, he rushing is, and passing is, together. There's only look. There's he's he's there's only two other quarterbacks with over three thousand yards and six hundred rushing yards. You know who the other two quarterbacks are? Uh, I would say probably Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Jalen Hurts. Oh, that's right. Lamar's yes, been hurt too much. Lamar's Jalen Hurts. That makes sense. But like, that come on. Sense. Like, that's, I've been trying to tell you, man. When, the more and more I watch Daniel Jones, and the more and more I watch other quarterbacks, and I'm talking about really good quarterbacks in this league, like a Josh Allen, like Herbert. I like Daniel Jones a lot more. You know why? He's not reckless with the football anymore, Schmelk. No, he's not. He used to be really reckless with the football, and that's my reason I didn't like him at first. And look, I think he's a great person. I'm talking about like him as the quarterback for the Giants. I thought he just was too reckless with the football. But he's not reckless with the football anymore. I think he's a very accurate thrower of the football, and I think that – the, the Giants, if they had a Justin Jefferson, if they had an A.J. Brown, they had a Tyreek Hill, one of those guys, his numbers, he would have over 4,000 yards passing. Right. Not just 3,000, he would have over 4,000. Because when you have a guy like that, which the Giants do not have, which, was been, which we've been talking about for the last, I don't know how many years, that the Giants haven't had that guy, Daniel Jones has struggled, but now he's found peace into t- basically taking whatever this defense gives him, making smart decisions, taking sacks instead of throwing interceptions, and then be okay with punting the ball. Let me shift my focus to special teams. And by the way, just FYI, mm-hmm. Jones is 15th in the league just in passing yards at 3,028. Go ahead. Right, but combine those with the over 600 yep. rushing yards, mm-hmm. that puts them near the top 10. Yep. This is where my concern is with the Giants, especially moving forward, not just this game, but with moving forward. This is a playoff team fighting for their playoff lives. They control their own destiny. This is the huge thing for me. I play special teams all my life. Even when I was a starter, I play some punt. It is what it is. The Giants special teams have been a huge liability for them the entire season. The inability to, to down punts, that dropped punt, botch punt, whatever happened, the block punt last week, and, and, and big returns against them all year. And this is where the game, because the Colts have done it on special teams, where they score on special teams. They cannot be a liability this game. Block punt for a touchdown against the Vikings in that first yes. half. Yes, mm-hmm. first quarter, first like first mm-hmm. drive. You know, so the Giants cannot allow the the Colts special teams to outplay them, to out dominate them, to outperform them. They cannot allow that to happen because that'll keep the game in game's reach. And you don't want to see Nick Foles do that magic that he did in the Super Bowl. You don't want to see that because when they do it once, they got it in them. 
You don't want to see that. I'm telling you, you don't. And they, and they actually have decent wide receivers. They're not top big, of the line, but big old wide receivers. Pittman six six, Pierce's six four. Titans pa- are big too. And Par- and J- dude, Jelani Woods is running yeah. around. Is that like, the quarterback? Is that the old he's quarterback? He's the guy that, that used to be the quarterback. He's like six eight. Yeah, he can run. He can run though. Yes, like he, a four five guy. Yeah, and then you have um, Paris Campbell, who he's the guy that scares me a little bit because yeah. you get him in space. He's fast. He's quick. He can make guys miss. He's the explosive guy, along with Pierce, who's more of a straight-line speed guy. Yeah, yeah uh, Zach Moss, mm-hmm. the power guy, yep. brought him over from Buffalo. So they do have some weapons there that can make some plays. The quarterback just haven't been able. The quarterback, and by the way, the other thing that I guess will be the last thing we touch on the Colts before we say goodbye here, their offensive line just hasn't been what it used to be. Like yeah. Quentin Nelson hasn't Quentin been as Nelson, good. Quentin Nelson, right, right. And he's been fine, but he hasn't been Quentin Nelson. Yeah. Brain Smith has been okay. They have a rookie left tackle and Bernard Ryman, Ryan Kelly at center. So can Dexter Lawrence, Kayvon Thibodeau, we'll see if Ojolari plays. Can those guys dominate up front, and can the Giants dominate stop of the run up front against an offensive line that has not been what you would think the Colts offensive line has been the last couple of years. But I think that definitely bodes well for the Giants. I think the, the Giants defensive line has showed up and they showed that they are this strong point for this team. And they're, they're the reason why the Giants will win this game. And that's how it's going to be. That's how the Giants have won in history. And it's just repeating itself. That's what it always happens. It's always like that. Unless you get some new stuff here, a new regime, a new quarterback. But no, you got a, a, a Eli Manning 2.0 you got a defensive line that that mimics the great defensive line of the uh, of the New York Giants, and I say mimics like the playmaking capability, mm-hmm. not sustained careers. I'm not com- trying to compare nobody to Michael Strahan or O.C. Emanuel, but I'm talking about when you got all of those guys: Aziz, Thibodeau, Dexter Lawrence, Leo, and even Jahad Ward with his run stopping ability, and he had a good, couple good hits on the quarterback. They are very comparable to any defensive line in the de- in the NFL right now. They are that capable of making plays. You combine that with some short tackling on the back end, I think having Landon Collins in the lineup is huge. I saw last week that Hawkinson took advantage of our linebackers, but Landon Collins did a good job against them. So let's see Landon Collins where he plays at a little more. Because Landon Collins, look, I don't care what anybody says. He's one of the best tacklers in the NFL regardless of position, right? He's shown that he's very capable in coverage, right? Maybe not at all times his whole entire career, but he showed he's capable of doing it now. Tremendous tackler, and he's the best blitzer on the back end that you could ask for, probably in the NFL. And the thing is, he has a number 20 number. So when old linemen look at people that are down, they look at 90s numbers, they look at 70s numbers, 60 numbers, 50 50s, numbers, yeah. right, and mm-hmm. 50 numbers for the linebackers. When you got a guy that we're in number 20 and he's around the line of scrimmage, he might be over a tight end, he might be lined up outside the box, they don't account for him. So that can be in our advantage because uh, Wink loves the blitz. He's at 44%, 43%. Number one in the league. I don't know the numbers. My numbers are terrible, Smoke. I'm not <laughs> I'm not the Tino. I'm not good with numbers. But I know that they're number one, and in, in, in it's, it's like a 7% gap between number one and number two. And you know what that does, which I, I remember we were talking about um, maybe Wink not blitzing as much, but it, it works in their favor because – Number one, you could possibly get a free guy, mm-hmm. and if they're not free and they're accounted for, and you have five guys taking on five you guys, yeah. now you have the one-on-ones. And I think that's the reason why Dexter Lawrence has been 
so dominant this year because of the one-on-ones presented by Wink's uh, defense. Yeah, and Thib- Thibodeau and Ojolari have gotten on tight ends in those situations too, which are obviously a big mismatch. mismatch. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, folks, let's get to the calls. 201-939-4513. Before we take the first call, though, I want to remind everybody, go subscribe to the Giants Huddle Podcast. The podcast features a rapid reaction right after each game with one of our analysts. Last week, I believe you and Madeline were the rapid reaction, if I'm not mistaken, yep. after the game. Uh, midweek, we have an interview with a national analyst. Going to try to interview Trent Green later on today, former Chiefs quarterback. Nice. That'll go up, end of the day. And then tomorrow, I think we're going to have Saquon on the podcast. So make sure you go check that out, and we do a little Colts preview as well. So go uh, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Just search for Giants Huddle Podcast or listen on the Giants app or Giants.com slash podcast. All right, Pearson, let's rock and roll here. Abdul in Minneapolis. Abdul, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. I'm still getting over last week. Were you there? I was there. Oh, yeah. That's yeah I was there. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, let, let's turn the page. So, um, so uh, it's, I, I've been reading and listening and, you know, watching the games and about stuff. And the three top interior linemen are Bredesen, Gates, and Golinski. Why aren't the Giants playing them? Why isn't Gates starting at center? And Bredesen starting at left guard and Golinski at right guard. Feliciano uh, isn't as, and, you know, Abdul, Feliciano's not as bad as people make him out to be. I don't understand why there's I this big thing. I, I didn't think it was bad. I said Gates was better. I mean, we haven't seen difference. we haven't seen Gates play center much, to be quite honest with you. Well, when he's been in there, he's been good from from, from what I've seen and from what I've read. So I, I I just think that would be the best three, and that's been the, the Giants' weakest um, part of the offense. Now, see, Abdul, I'm gonna dis- I'm gonna disagree with you there. I think you could say that yeah. earlier in the year that was the weakest part of the offensive line. Right now, it's the right tackle. And Evan yeah. Neal's going to be a really good player. Yeah. I love Evan Neal. He's a good draft pick. Howard Cross is convinced he's still playing on a bad knee and it's messing him up, and I think that could be true. But I don't know. I, I So I can't make those assumptions. But, look, he's he's had some issues over there the last few games. And he's playing, you know, he had some hiccups early in the year. But I, I, whether it's the injury or whatever it is, it's it's gotten worse the last few weeks. Yep. And they're going to have to help over there with tight ends and running backs a lot because – uh, Quiddy Pay is going to be over there a lot. Yannick Ngakwe generally lines up over the left tackle, and you're going to have Pay on the other side. But Evan Neal is going to have to try to figure that out because he's that that's been a source of a lot of pressure over the last few weeks. Schmuck, I'm going to have to agree with you. Look, look, uh, what's your name again? Abdul. Abdul. Look, I I hear what you're saying, but I I agree with Schmelk. Look, I think the offensive line has improved, especially since the beginning of the season. I think they've they've figured out what works for them, and they have some some camaraderie there on the offensive line and some continuity, and I feel like it's working. Evan Neal struggles, and I think it might be because of injury, like you said, or it might just Mm -hmm. be, you know, rookie growing pains, you know. He's going against guys who's been in the league for a while, you know, and and the guy that abused him from Dallas week three, he's, he's known for doing that. You know, and even last week he had a hard time. Yeah, Daniel Hunter's a good player. Right, with some guys that's been in the league for a while, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, Zadarius Smith, too. Yep. I mean, he looked bad at times against Zadarius Smith, but how bad did Andrew Thomas look his rookie year? Exactly. You see what I'm saying? So there's definitely a point where he can improve. It may not happen in these next couple games, so you have to protect him. But Andrew Thomas got better, right, with no one else around him to motivate him. 
And I say that because when you have a guy in the room that's really, really, really good. And went through rookie pains right, and all that stuff. That yep, yep, makes yep. you a lot better. I've been in rooms with linebackers that were yeah. better than me, and it made me try to be better like them. You know, that played and seen things differently, and it inspired me and it motivated me. And he has that guy in Andrew Thomas. And Andrew Thomas seems like he's a guy that'll help him out a little bit. Yeah, too. And I do. I think the last two weeks the Giants have run the ball better than they have in a while. So I think you'd probably be hesitant to change the center. Right. Who, who's, who's done a that, nice job in that? Because Bradison and, and Gates have been playing more, right? Yeah, but at left so guard. Think, and tight end. <laughs> and, and also Bellinger being back. I do that's true. I think that's been a factor, too. Okay, uh, but uh, well, I was trying to um, make a, another point here. Sure. So one thing, I, I, really, I really do love this coaching staff. So don't – this is and my only thing about them is that I've noticed since the beginning of the year, they have a tendency of favoritism. You know, sometimes they play their guys. Um, the fact that they buried uh, Slayton for uh, that, that uh, uh, white guy. Uh, no, that's what I, 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 can, I can describe him. What, David the, uh, Sills? You're talking about David Sills? For, Sills. for, for the fact that they, they had Sills play over Slayton for a while. Um, um, I found out a couple of other... Uh, it seems like this coaching staff might kind of lean towards favoritism sometimes. Um do you, guys, do you guys see that at all? Not really. I mean, they didn't really have a connection to David Sills. I mean, he was like in Buffalo like four years ago. I wouldn't consider him like yeah. one of their guys. Per I, se. I think there's something in there. I just don't see and, it. And too frankly, much. Darius Slayton not being able to catch a cold during training yeah, camp and right, dropping a million passes right. had a lot more to do with that than favoritism. Okay. Yeah. I think they go, look, I, I think when, when I listen to Dayball, especially when he speaks to the media regarding guys that are playing and playing time and stuff like that, he always refers to practice. And look, that's a good way to see, you know, who your guys are, you know, and I think they're still figuring that out in and week 17. And Jonathan, they've rotated guys in and out of these lineups a lot, like Marcus Johnson all of a sudden, he's in there as a receiver. No, yeah. no not good enough. We're going to take him out. Right. Uh, look at the defense. They've rotated the inside linebackers a lot. They've rotated the cornerbacks a lot until they finally got they're to They're trying Nick to McLeod. figure out their guys. They, they're trying to find guys. And honestly, Abdul, I really believe that they're playing the guys that okay. they think are the best guys. Yeah. My, and Abdul, so it, but Abdul, in my listen, opinion. listen, Abdul, they're going to play their favorite guys. I don't think they know who they are yet, though. Because that's what <laughs> okay. you do. You play your guys. That's, right. that's, that's what every team does. When you, when you trust guys and you know they're going to make plays, you know they're going to be where they're supposed to be at, those are your guys, and you play them for sure. All right, so, so this is a meritocracy, and they, they play for the guys. They see that they practice the best during the week. Okay. As I said, it's, it's a very nitpicky thing. I said, I'm, no, really, all good. I'm happy with this team. I'm, I'm, I'm glad where we're at. I just – Want the best for what you know, the best for them. You know what I mean. And and uh, I like Gates and Bredesen playing as much as possible. No, so that's fair. That's I guess that's my point. Thank you, Abdul. Appreciate the call, man. And by the way, I think if they put Gates in center, he'd be fine. I, th I think he'd yeah. be, I think he'd do a real nice job. But I just don't think at this time of year you want to change the center. No. No, I mean, he's a backup Pro Bowl, right, selection, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to look at that. I'm not sure. I think he was. And and that says something. That I think that says something. You know, like at the end of the day, there was a lot of questions about the offensive line. But, look, I think the Giants are starting to figure that out. And they're not changing the right tackle. Evan Neal has to get better. Oh, yeah. And, again, this is not me saying Evan Neal's a buster. Yeah, he he's a bad player. Better. He's just had a rough few weeks. Yeah, he has to get better. It happens. And maybe he's hurt, like you said, you know, which, which will hinder your performance, especially if you're trying to – you know, go against guys who have 10 sacks a year, mm -hmm. you know, that are going to look at you and be like, oh, you're fresh meat. 
you know, and they're going to turn up and, and do the most they can to get past you and bring out their best moves. Like, it just happens, you know. The, look, and I've said this before, the defensive ends in the NFL are the greatest athletes in the world, Schmelke. They're the greatest athletes in the world. They're big, they're strong, insanely explosive. They can bend better than ballerinas. Like, they're tremendous athletes, and that's who the guard, the guys are going against. These tackles, that's why the tackles got to be athletes. That's why the tackles got to be able to bend because you're going against the greatest athletes in the and world. And if you have a bad knee, it's hard to bend. Absolutely. So let's say it is his injury. The next year, I'm not even tripping over it. But if it's not, it's I feel like it's just growing pains that you have to do. When you're a rookie, you don't come in and dominate guys. It just really doesn't happen, especially at that position. 201-939-4513. Let's go to Garrison down in Mississippi. He's up next on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Hey, Garrison. Hey, John. Hey, Jonathan. How y'all doing? Hey, buddy. Right. What's going on, man? Are you on a speakerphone there, pal? Uh, there we go. I got taken off. There we go. That sounds better. What do you got? Hey, so I just wanted to call about uh, a call earlier with our favorite person, Charlie. I want to make a point where I think he's been excelling and doing good in our team. Like, look at Tua. In Who, Charlie or Daniel? Packers. <laughs> Charlie or Daniel? <laughs> Yeah, like he was talking about that interceptions, fumbles. Like he has not been turning over the ball that much. Tua, I just watched the game with the Packers, and he threw three interceptions back-to-back on plays. Well, he was also concussed at the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and talking about Zach Wilson, like that's a definite answer. I would not want him as my quarterback. They just benched him in the last game. Yeah, Howard Howard set him up with that. He knew what he was doing. So we had Charlie yeah. call up, and he was killing Daniel Jones. And Howard goes, well, let me ask you this. Do you think Zach Wilson would be having the same success Daniels had with the Giants? And Charlie says, well, I don't know the answer to that question. And, and, and then we hung up on him. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's one of the regular um, callers, then, too, uh, right? Yep. Absolutely. All right. I just wanted, and we love Charlie. I wanted crazy. to defend Daniel Jones on that. Um, another point I just wanted was our defense. Uh, I listened to the uh, media pass recently. Julian Love said people aren't really looking at the defense. But in my opinion, I look at the defense and – I think they've been doing good. You know, uh, people are always looking at offense first, but I think defense can still win games no matter what, even in this league. Well, I mean, uh, look, look at, Garrison, I mean, Garrison, the, the defense has been keeping this team in games mm-hmm. for most of this oh, year, yeah. and, and they're giving up yards, but they've been so good in the red zone. Yeah. And I definitely feel like our defense has been pretty well. Uh, I'm going to let you get back to the other calls, but I just want to uh, – this is going to be for Jonathan – um, so I've been playing uh, Madden 16, and I just want to uh, ask you, what made you want to uh, become a uh, New York Giants uh, fan and everything with you being with the Saints, Patriots, and the Giants? Oh, the simple question of that, that, I, that, the simple question of that is it, that the Giants pay me. <laughs> <laughs> and you also oh, grew okay. up in New Jersey. Yeah. That's part of it, it's too. A simple, it's a simple answer. Thank look, you, Garrison. Look, I play for four franchises, and I think, look, you look at all of them, I think they're all great franchises, you know. And when I was in Tampa, it wasn't so good, but now it's it's amazing now. You know, at least Tom Brady's still down there, so I think that's why it's amazing. You, look, there, uh, you, you were there with Jameis mostly, right? Or, uh, no, or you before Jameis. You were pre-Jameis. Yeah, so that was... I was Josh Freeman. Oh, the Josh Freeman years. Okay. Yes. I got and, you. Um, yeah, yeah, those were some lean years. Mike Glennon, rookie year. Those are some lean years. Yeah, man. We were, <laughs> we were not, not that good. But look, you know, in, in all honesty, I finished my career with the Giants. I oh, finished wow. as a captain with the Giants, defensive captain. And that meant something to me. And I do a lot of community work. 
and the Giants have always supported me with all the stuff I've done in the community, meaning in Jersey. So I live 20 minutes away, Schmo. You know, so it's easy for me to be here and, um, you know, I have a great relationship with everybody in the building. Mm-hmm. I go in the cafeteria. I speak to everybody in there. You know, the least people I know is the people on the team. Well, you have good, you have good teammates. You have good relationships with everybody except for the head coach this week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Dave. <laughs> So, guys, so if you guys didn't know, two weeks ago, I sat with Dayball at lunch, and the Giants won a game, which they haven't won in a while, which is the Commanders game, Mm -hmm. right? So the next week, I'm finishing up in the cafeteria, and I'm leaving, and Dayball sees me, and he says, "Uh, JC, where are you going? I was like, well, I'm heading out. I got to go. I got to go. He was like, oh, you got to come eat. And I was like, I just finished eating. He was like, no, you got to come sit down. We ate last week, right? I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) So he made me sit down and eat with him again. I was like, all right, cool. This is cool, especially if we win this week, right? I just saw him in the hallway literally two minutes before the show started. And he goes, JC, I'm not sitting with your ass today. (laughs) (laughs) So it was all your fault. It was my fault. Absolutely. All right, let's go to Danny all the way out in sunny California. Danny, what's going on? I'm assuming it's sunny. Maybe it's not. I don't know. What do you got, Danny? Yeah, hey guys, uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, happy holidays. Yeah, you too. Uh, yeah, it's actually storming here, which is nice. We need the water. Uh, but um, yeah, our beloved Giants. Hey, I just wanted to ask um, about the defense, particularly the front seven, uh, and with Jonathan on on the call. And by the way, you've been a great addition to the to the staff. I, I love having you on board with all, all of these you, weekly podcasts. Um, but uh, how how can if assuming that Aziz either doesn't play or doesn't play much this week because he's coming back from that injury. How do they best, like, compensate for that loss, how the outside and the inside linebackers play off each other along with the defensive linemen, the interior linemen? Because, um, you know, in that, in that Washington game in particular, you know, they were going off, especially with Kayvon, and, um, you know, they, got, they just had a lot of pressure. They had a pretty good time last game. They got several sacks, but it just didn't seem to be – you know, as much as when Aziz was in there full time. So, with your knowledge as linebacker and, and John, obviously you do a lot of film study. How do you guys think they could best compensate for the loss of Aziz, whether it's partial or full? You don't replace a guy like Aziz. You know, I feel like he's shown that he's one of the premier young pass rushers in the league. I think he's the best edge rusher on the team right now. Like, if you one on one, I will take him over Thibodeau right now to get to the quarterback. Right, especially on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. But this is the thing, and we've spoke about this. He's one of those guys. I feel like that's just going to be in the tub. He's one of those guys that's going to probably be hurt. Knock on wood, I hope it doesn't happen. But I was like that, Schmelke. You know, I was always in the training room. He might have to be like that. So the Giants. Casillas, questionable. Casillas, yeah, questionable. Yeah, my, Casillas, my, questionable. My rap sheet is very thick. <laughs> you know, but the thing is, you know, when you're out, you know, the guys have to step up. You know, I think Jahab Ward is having a pretty good year. I think he's a really good run defender, probably the best uh, outside linebacker slash defensive end for the linebackers against the run. Yep. But don't try to do what Aziz does. Just do what you do. Do your job. And then everybody has to pick up the slack because when you lose out on somebody like that, when third downs come up, you know, that's when you start thinking like, okay, this is where Aziz shines at, you know. But that's where Wink has to shine at. Wink has to throw in good mixes in his defense to still create those one-on-ones because you still got three guys that can win one-on-ones on that defensive line. 
Yeah, that uh, you know, I, I agree that he's he's a tough one to replace. But given that he might not be in there, I was just wondering, you know, what their strategy might be to kind of you know best uh, deal with that. And and Let's. definitely what you said seems, seems <laughs> like you know what you have to deal with, right? He's he's someone that's kind of irreplaceable. Yeah, Danny, yeah. He, I imagine and, and appreciate the call, man. Good stuff. I'm assuming Wayne's just going to bring more heat. Yeah, but you know what, too, and I think there are because I th- I think the times that Wink kind of pulled off and maybe ran some two man. The corners don't really hold up. Our Nick, they don't really hold up, you know. And I mean, and that was I believe it was two man on yep. the in cut to Jefferson on the touchdown at the like end of the game, three, correct? F- or three or four plays in that fourth quarter that went to Jefferson that were in two man. The on the game tying, no, the game winning drive. Yeah, it was, and this this is why you can't say he's doing one thing too much. I don't think you had zero coverage on the deep out on the pe- long pass before the touchdown. Okay, then on the screen. That was almost like a zone blitz. Okay. And two guys actually dropped right into the zone area. They just got blocked on the play. Yeah. Um, and then you had the the touchdown prior to that that gave the Vikings the eight-point lead at 24-16. I believe that was – they had a safety over the top in yeah, Julian that, Love. that was two-man. And, that was, and I believe that mm-hmm. was the play where they played two-man. So, Which is almost a double, almost. almost. Correct. They did try to – they tried different things. Yeah. And just Justin Jefferson's freaking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of yeah. the deal. Yeah, but like, yeah, so that's a different story. When we talk about, like, people ask me, like, what happened? Should they have played different coverage on Justin Jefferson? When you're that guy, like, when you're that guy at wide receiver, and especially, like, how the league is now, and it's 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 very pass-friendly, it's very receiver-friendly where they can't really get hit. Like, they can go across the middle with almost no worries in the world. You know, the kid from, from the Colts that got hit by uh, Derwin James. That was a common football play 10 but, years ago. But now that that happened, mm-hmm. the referees are going to be more keen mm-hmm. to be on top of that this week yeah, for it, sure. It just shows you how much things have changed, though. Because like, I mean, even when you started, I'm sure that, you know, yeah. that, happened all, that happened every game. 100%. Like, I knocked myself out of game literally with a hit like that and came back in the game, Schmelke. So you, you, I was out. Concussion so protocol. You lowered your head. Yes. Nailed like somebody. That. Knocked myself out. Couldn't walk. Stumbled around, went in the locker room, and played that game. Schmelke. Did you pass? Did, were they even giving concussion tests back then, or no? Did you take the test, or maybe we don't want to have this look, conversation? I took the test. <laughs> maybe we don't want to have this conversation. I took the test. Now this wasn't with the I'm Giants. I want to It wasn't with right? the Giants. Okay, good. That's all I want. To get that out there, please. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, it, it like this something that happened. But like this is a, a receiver friendly league. Yeah, and <laughs> even when I was playing. We played uh, Detroit when I was in New Orleans. We played Detroit. And when you're that guy, they had a guy called Megatron. Calvin. Right? Mm -hmm. It was a point of the game where Sean Payton looked at Greg Williams and said, why are we not doubling him? And Greg Williams was like, we are. (laughs) He had like 11 catches, 211 yards, and two touchdowns. And we doubled him probably 80% of the time. When you're that guy, like Justin Jefferson is, I swear it doesn't matter what coverage you're in. You can triple team them, and we've seen it from uh, uh, Hopkins throughout the years, mm-hmm. Devontae Adams throughout the years, Megatron. When you're that guy, somehow, way, you're going to come up with that ball. That's what the Giants do not have, and that's what the Giants need. That's what the Giants been needed. That's why they paid uh, Kenny Galladay all that money. They thought he was a guy like that. You're not going to pay a guy $20 million a year. Well, he's getting 20 this year. If you didn't think he was that guy, if you didn't think he was going to go up and win those 50-50 balls, if you didn't think he was going to go up and win and catch every single ball you throw him, 
That's what the Giants are missing. And if Daniel Jones had a guy like that, I'm going to go back to what I was saying earlier, Daniel Jones would probably be in the Pro Bowl right now. Because how his efficiency is, how this defense has played at times, and how Saquon is playing right now. 201-939-4513. Don't forget, folks, go download Giants TV, the Giants official connected TV streaming app. It brings original video content and game highlights on demand and direct to big blue fans. Giants TV is free on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire TV, and the Giants mobile app. And if you're looking for tickets for this Sunday's game, limited seats are still available. Go to Giants.com slash tickets to find your game, secure your seat, and perhaps see the Giants clinch a playoff spot for the first time since 20. 16. All right, we got about, let's see, 20 minutes. We got at least three calls that we'll get to. Let's get to Hugo in New Jersey. He's up next. Hey, Hugo. Hey, good afternoon, guys. What's up? You know, you know, watching uh, Alvin Tomlinson play for Minnesota last week, I'm like, a little jealous, actually, given our um, defensive line depth. And, you know, we've had this issue with the run, uh, with teams running on the Giants all for a good part of the season. Yeah, Hugo, I don't think that's a defensive line issue. I think that's a linebacker issue. i got to be honest with you. Well, well, I, I, I was going to get to that. But, um, you know, I, I think there has been a drop-off since Nick Williams went out because I really think we have two legitimate NFL players there, and then the rest of the guys are just kind of, you know, kind of practice. And, and, and Hugo, not just legitimate NFL players, like NFL Pro Bowl no, level great. players. Yeah, correct. yeah, yes. yeah. Go, mm-hmm. go great players. But the third guy is such a weak link that we like, you know, whether it be Henry Mundo, like Ryder Anderson, he's sort of, you know, kind of getting his legs underneath him, I guess, as an NFL player. Look, I mean, this all kind of all ties together, right? Our linebackers don't fill well. So I think Landon Collins should play, right? And at least we pick up something in coverage relative to, let's say, McFadden. But what I'd really like to see the Giants do, uh, given uh, the you know the changes in personnel, is maybe go a little heavier on the defensive line to keep blockers away from Landon, so he could flow and be more like a sideline to sideline uh, backer. So I was really hoping that Vernon Butler at some point would get elevated, and we could go with some really heavy guys up front to tie up blockers and kind of you know have that be the solution, if you will, for the linebacker problem. Yeah, but you know what, Hugo? I don't think when you have a Dexter Lawrence and a Leonard Williams, you want to tell those guys to two-gap and just occupy blockers. You want those guys to go make plays, right, JC? And we're not recreating the wheel here in Week 17. You know, you're going to figure out the guys that work for the defense that you've been running. You know, because the defense that they've been running has been fairly adequate this year you know it's gotten them to to have eight wins this year you know and into for a chance to, to you know to to get themselves into the playoffs so look i don't really see them recreating anything i do see your point and what you're saying sure but look guys have to step up especially with aziz being out you know we all we've been speaking about him for the last 10 minutes and how good he is you know so guys have to step up whoever you name that's on this roster whoever that plays this weekend that's going to get rotated in that defensive line they have to play they have to play well they have to do their job when their name's called and if they have a chance to get an opportunity uh, a sack like ryan anderson did then you got to get the guy down on the ground you know because there's not going to be a lot of opportunities like that maybe against the colts it might be a little more opportunities than normal you know this week because the colts are not that good on offense and 
They gave up seven sacks last week and they only had 10 first downs. And they 56 had sacks. No third down conversions, which is like, how is that? Did they have zero? Possible? Was it zero? zero. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> like at first, I was like, no, they're going to get one. Not one, Schmelke. I didn't realize it was Holy zero. That, that's a Three problem. Three interceptions. Mm-hmm. And that first, the first quarter was just back and forth. Interception, interception, interception. Back yeah, you and could forth. tell. Three they and said, out, three they, and out, three and out. They like told Nick Foles, we want you to throw it downfield. I was like, all right. <laughs> Let's go. They're, they're sticking with them too, right? Who we playing yep. again? I mean, look, oh, Derwin James. Hi. Look, my uh, my only comment about recreating the wheel is this coaching staff seems to be constantly adjusting. We've got more uh, pass heavy. They change their game plans every week, and even look what they're doing this week. They're si- they're still looking for people, right? They're signing people off practice squads and claiming players. So I, I still think that they're looking for the right formula. So I wouldn't be surprised to see anything from this coaching staff. It's good. I, hear you. It's, I, uh, I guess what I'm saying. No, so I hear you, they though. do recreate the wheel. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate the call. And I'll just say this. I think if the Giants really wanted to stop the run, they could bring the safety up into the box to stop the run. The problem is that with their cornerback situation, right. they don't want to do that. Right. So it, I think they're willing to give up some of these yards in the run game to avoid giving up some of the big plays in the passing game. And as painful as it is to see these teams run for 130, 140, 150, that's better than giving up a bunch of 50-yard touchdowns. Yeah. I, I Look, I agree with that. The, the Giants on the back end, they really can't match up against quality wide receivers on a consistent basis. Because I've seen Fabian Moreau – Played very well against Seattle against DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. I seen him very competitive. He was. I seen him. He had a little hold, but that that play, <laughs> that interception, he had like, look, some DBs just can't catch. Like he showed that he can catch the ball. You know, it was a little hold or whatever. You know, I thought it was a good play. I played defense. I'm on his side. You know what I mean? But like, he's very capable, but just not consistent enough to really hold it down on a consistent basis. And I don't think that you can really trust guys on the back end right now in this defense. So you have to, like I said, for the last, I don't know how, a month, you have to rely on your defensive line. You have to rely on your defensive line and you make calls given what they can do. That's yeah, what you got to do. look, they have Justin Ellis. He's a big guy. He mm-hmm. gets in there. He's an extra little, little luxury beef on the defensive line. And they're already playing Dexter and Leonard like 80% of the snaps. Like you can't really push those guys much more than you can. I, I just think, and again, I don't think two-gapping is the answer there because you want you want those guys. That's the strength of your defense, right? Yeah. You want those guys making plays. Yeah, and you and and I agree with, with look, he, the linebackers haven't played that well consistently this year. I see some bright spurts from, from Jalen Hurts sure. this year. I've Colin, seen them. Uh, Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith. Yeah. Jalen Hurts. <laughs> oh, no, not him. <laughs> not him. Jalen Smith. This year I've seen, I've seen some bright spots, but look, you have to improve. This is a new defense for everyone here, mm-hmm. right? So you, I've been on a whole bunch of defenses, and a lot of times it, it clicks about midseason, and you're still susceptible to plays, you know? But, like, when you start a season, when you start a season with new everything, like, just think about starting a new job. Like, when I started this, I didn't know how, what, what was going on with this radio stuff. Like, now I got my no, notepad in front of me. I got my iPad. Like, yeah, now yeah, I know rolling. how things yeah, work. You know what I mean? Like, you have to – it takes a while to figure things out. How long has Jalen Smith been here for? Yeah. You know what I mean? He's a guy who I think is going to make a lot of plays at that linebacker position, especially with this defensive line. When Damon Snacks Harrison came to New York, he was one of the best defensive tackles in the league, but he was unconventional. So – I didn't know how to play with him. Why at was first. he unconventional? Explain because he that would to do me. things that nobody else could do. Like he would two gap a guy when you're not supposed to two gap a guy. Like he would just de- demolish a guy and play on the backside 
And I'm like, bro, that's not your gap. But the thing is, he was taking my gap too. You know what I'm saying? So, right. but you had to learn how to play with someone like that. J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt backdoors run plays. Like, for me, it's like, oh, my God, why would you do that? But when you watch him do it, he makes tackle for losses. That means he's going outside of his gap, not going to the gap that he's assigned, which is when you play football, you play assignment football. That's what we've been taught since we were kids. Because if he doesn't get there, the running back can cut back into that gap. That and lineman out, is up on the, the linebacker right. now. Mm -hmm. You know, but when you have guys who can make plays like that, you let them make plays like that. So it's not your conventional, oh, i got to fit the A-gap. No, if – Dexter Lawrence takes your A gap, then you play off of Dexter Lawrence. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that you have to learn that though. It's it's not just oh I'm a, I'm gonna have a feel for it. No, because especially if your momentum is going in the way you want to go, or you're supposed to go, and the running back is heading in the way, and you think you're gonna meet him there, it's hard to pull out of that. I've been in a lot of situations like that, and I think it just takes a little bit of time. And hopefully, because he is a veteran in Jalen Smith, hopefully he can see that. And I'm just saying him because I feel like he's going to be the guy that's going to make the plays on that line. I don't know if there's anybody else capable there right now. I'm just saying. Let's go to Len in Columbia, Maryland. He's up next. Hey, Len. Hey, guys. What's, What's up? up? Hey, guys. How you doing? Well, good. good. How are you? Good, good, good. Um, we are playing a 4-11 team, aren't we? Or yeah. Did I'm yeah. Okay. Right. I mean, Len, uh, you, heard, you heard me say the Giants are the more talented team. If they play their game, they should win the game, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Um, crowd noise. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm in that crowd every week. Um, it's not 2011 anymore. It's a different group of people. And, Jonathan, there's a basic rule in retailing. Never let your best customers leave your store unhappy. Mm. There's been a lot of unhappiness in the last 10 years. It takes its toll. Yeah, I know, but, but, but now there's a reason to be happy and there's a reason to right. get loud. And the fans, have done, and the fans the have done a real good job with that this year, too. Yeah, yeah. Here's, the, here's, the, here's what I think is the key where you get that playoff game against Atlanta 2011 crowd noise. Get out in front. Yeah. Do something exciting early. Stay in front, and the crowd noise will escalate. Uh, you, you know, falling behind, it's going to be tough to get this crowd back in it. Something's got to happen early, Jonathan. That's fair. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's a special team's play, you know? Um, but, um, you know, I kind of got off on tangent there, but I know <laughs> on, Wednesday, on Wednesday, Russ and, uh, and Paulie were talking about the crowds and so forth. And, I mean, it's not an automatic thing. You don't. You know, walk through that gate, and somebody says, "You know, get excited." It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a different atmosphere these days than it was way back. And, and Jonathan, I was there in '56 when we won a world championship. In those late '50s and into the '60s, and the chance of defense. I invented that chance, Jonathan. I was in the stands there. Len, is there a way for us to maybe plug the Tino into the stadium and let his energy flow into the rest <laughs> of the help. crowd? Can, can, maybe that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey one, one more key that I wanted to add. I don't want to yeah. go over everything that I said the other day, John, but one more thing, and I think you, you guys mentioned it or at least alluded to it. We're, we're not going to overwhelm DeForest Buckner, but that interior three, our center and the two guards, we, we got to somehow not let him wreck this game. Yeah. 
and he's he's a game wrecker. You yes. saw that the other night. I mean, Absolutely. San Diego, San Diego won the San Diego won the game, but those three guys. <laughs> Those three guys inside don't want to see DeForest Buckner again. <laughs> yeah, and, and by the way, and, and Len, a, a guy we talked about last offseason, Zion Johnson, who I think is going to be a really good guard in this league, he got yeah. put on skates by that dude oh, a couple of different times. Yeah. Yeah, it was oh, a my problem. goodness. It was almost, it was, I mean, it was just he put, he put Buckner, I mean, he, you know, he put him in the Pro Bowl. I, obviously, he didn't make the Pro Bowl, but he's one heck of a player. You got If he starts wrecking the you know, the middle, we're going to have trouble running the ball like I know you want to do, too, and I, I do, too, John. My, my, my theory, Jonathan, in this game, um, student body left, student body right, the old John McKay with O.J. Simpson's philosophy, we're going to ride Barkley. Um, here we go, you know, on our way to the playoffs. And, John, I, I, Jonathan, excuse me, yeah. <laughs> if, you could just, if you could just spend 30 seconds, and I'll take it, I'll take it offline, 30 seconds, uh, um, I was preaching the other day to the, to the guys the importance in a game like this of playing guys who have been there before. And that, that's Landon, and that's Jahard Ward. Look, if Ojolari is Tony coming Jefferson, off the edge, another guy, Len. Tony Jefferson, yeah, yeah, Tony guy. Jefferson, mm-hmm. Tony Jefferson, and 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 look, even Ellis, he's been he's been in that locker room with Harbaugh in Baltimore, and so has Ward, and they these guys know what it takes in the in the big games, in the big spots, maybe all the way into the fourth quarter. Ellis is not a great player, but I want to see him get his share of plays on on Sunday. I think he can do something for us. I think leadership, John, will you speak Jonathan, will you speak will you speak to the leadership importance in a game like yeah. this? Yeah, hey, absolutely. Hey, Len, Len, don't hang up. Len, don't hang up. I need to tell you something. Yeah. Listen, I have a very like high appreciation for fans and it's been uh, I think it's been probably doubled or tripled since I've retired. Like, I've just found out what a PCL was a couple years ago. I didn't know what yeah. that was. You know, so I was told that. So I just want to say, for me, being a former player for the Giants, and now I'm working with the Giants doing the show with Schmoke and Tino, we appreciate you. We appreciate you as a fan. We appreciate you that when you show up, even when we're not that good. Okay? So yeah. I just want to let you know that. <laughs> yeah, All yeah, right? yeah. Well, I'm there. I'm there every week. John knows that. Okay. I and, just don't want you to um, feel underappreciated. We're, we're grateful yeah. for well, you. That, All right? That, that, that's very nice. Thank you, Len. Appreciate the <laughs> All call. right, Len. Good stuff, Ben. Well, look, he, he talks about, you know, leadership and experience. And, and look, when you at this point, when you're in the, you know, playing the biggest game of the year for your future, you know, you need guys that you can rely on. So how much does experience help in, in a spot like this for guys that have been in these big games? I think you just know what you're going to get as a coach. You know, you know what you're going to get. You know, it may not be, you know, the highest of highs, but you know you're not going to get a guy that's going to lay an egg. You know, you know you're going to get a guy that's going to perform. You know what you're going to get from a guy that, that's been there before, you know. And some guys, you know, show up that never been there and they fold or they just shrink in the lights, you know. And you don't want to find that out on Sunday. You know, you want to see that throughout the year. You want to find that out before, you know. So I think it's it's awesome that the Giants have a lot of, you know, now with Landon being there, some guys, like even Jalen Smith, some guys with some experience in big-time moments that you can rely on. And that com- combined them with Kayvon Thibodeau being young and Aziz being young and some of these young defensive backs, and you combine that together, that's a recipe for success. Now – have they put the full game together? I don't think they have, especially not defensively. Once they can stop the run and keep the run under four yards of carry, I don't think they've done that once this year. I, don't, I, might, be, I might be making that up. I don't know. Let me check. Schmilk, find I out. That up. But once they can stop the run and 
dominate a team, which I feel like they're capable of doing this week, then we're going to be like, okay, the Giants are something to be, you know, to put guys on notice, right? The Giants are a playoff team. The Giants can punch their ticket in this weekend. The only reason the Giants won't do it is if they down their leg. All right, you want to laugh? Yep. Two games under four yards per carry. Tennessee. With Derrick Henry, yes. One. Yep. Can you guess the second one? In Seattle. Yeah, you got it. I got it. good vision, bro. Oh, you're it. looking. Yeah. <laughs> <Son of a laughs> <bitch. laughs> uh, the, scre- the screen's just facing him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it yeah, is. I know, looking I right at it. <laughs> I saw when he pulled it up. Not that smart. Um, all right, we got two more calls. Let's get to it. Uh, Scott New Mexico is up next. Scott, what's going on? Hey, guys. First of all, I want to wish you guys a happy new year. Happy new year. You too, Scott. And... Uh, my whole thing is that you can throw stats or what we were talking about really all out the window. The Giants right now, defensively, are the 27th team, total defensive stats. Do you guys know who the 31st team is? The I Vikings. Can, yeah, probably the Vikings. That's right. And look at the records. And so you've <laughs> talked about how good Daniel Jones is, and he is. He's exceptional. Uh, he's uh, leading the league in least amount of interceptions thrown. His complete, uh, uh, interception percentage is one of the lowest. I think you mentioned it, Jonathan, uh, Jalen Hurts and Joel Goff are the only two that are better. He's done yeoman work with the receivers he has. But in the game itself, it always comes down to uh, X number of plays that make the difference in a football game because sure. it's not a finite game. If you take away the Bellinger fumble, you take away the – the uh, punt block, and you take away uh, the interception that uh, that uh, Daniel Jones made in the Minnesota game. I think they easily beat Minnesota without a doubt. Oh well, yeah, if you take <laughs> the three turnovers away, of course they beat Minnesota. Yeah, duh. Right, uh, but I, but I'm saying it always comes down in every single game, no matter how you play it. There's always going to come down to X number of players that are going to win a football game mm-hmm. for you. Uh, and it, you never know when it's going to happen. And I'm going to guarantee right now, I'll probably be the only Giant fan that will guarantee that the Giants win against Indianapolis. Oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, Scott, what I, are you doing? I'm doing it because I just made a huge financial commitment. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I'm in it for you then, too, because uh, – <laughs> That's a lot. But, uh, <laughs> uh, and whenever I've done it, they've won. So I, I'm, I don't do that, and I actually do it with a group of guys that we do. But I just think that they're, as you said earlier, John, they're a superior team to Indianapolis, and that's why they should win. So stats being thrown out the window, they just have better personnel. And I think the one question I have, should they win? Okay, I'll give you that. Should they win? My question to you is, would they rest players against Philadelphia oh, I have no idea. if they make the playoffs? I mean, Scott, I, I just don't think – you know, I appreciate the call. I, I just don't know what the answer to that is because you've never seen Brian Dable's coaching sure. staff in one of those situations before. So, I mean, I imagine I, anybody I, with like – like, for example, Leonard Williams ain't going to play. Like, Dory Jackson ain't going to play. Anybody yeah. that's kind of nicked up yeah. is probably – Saquon with the shoulder. Right. Probably not going to play. But just that, but that's because of health. It's not because of – resting guy yeah. you know what i mean yeah but look i i think if if you look at it and if they if if they can if they can go with basically without week 17 and it doesn't have it doesn't move them at all from that wild card spot then i think you have to rest players especially if you feel like they need it like like Dexter lawrence probably need a little, a little bit of rest maybe yeah. not mm-hmm. maybe not the whole game but maybe get him on a 20 
you know, 20 play pitch count. You know what I'm saying? Something like that where you're taking something off so you can be fresh. Because at the end of the day, guys, you get worse as the season goes on. You don't get healthy as the season goes on. Everybody's hurting right now in the entire NFL, especially if you've been playing since training camp, which was a long time ago. It was hot outside when they was playing <laughs> football back then. You know, now it's really cold out. Well, actually, it's going to be nice and warm this weekend, about 55 yeah, degrees. It's, 50, so it's like 40 degrees warmer than last You week. might have rain, though, unfortunately. I thought Sunday was going to be nice. Oh, uh, was it now? I think Sunday's going to be nice. As of two days ago, it looked Saturday like it might rain. rain. Sunday's going to be nice. I'm say. planning on showing up early. Schmelk, you hear me? Early. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get there early. I'm going to tell you to try. Because I want to enjoy the festivities because oh, yeah. this is the last home You're game. Right. Sunday is now mostly sunny, only 9% <clears throat> chance of rain. Good job. There you go, man. So I'm going to be You're outside. Y'all come to the radio show and check us out. We'll Met be Life Central. 30, baby. Met Life Gate. All right, let's wrap this up here. So we got one more call. Let's knock it out. Chris in Virginia will wrap up the show. Chris, what's up? Hey, guys. Happy New Year to you guys. You too. What's up? Perfect. Hey, I've, I got four categories. Make them real quick. I'll take comments off the air. Yep, go ahead. I have expectations, yep, expectations concerns, hope, X factor, and bold prediction. My expectation is that we'll win. Um, my concerns is special teams. I think that if we lose this game, it's just us beating ourselves. Can't got to play mistake-free football. The coast uh, special teams is just good. Um, their defense from the past previous games, looking at the stats, they put their offense in position beyond the 50-yard line of the they're opposing teams, and they've been not not scoring big touchdowns, but but they're scoring. So that's a little concern for me in our special teams. Our hope is that the Giants put up 30 points. And an X factor, I think, is the crowd. I think Lewinsky is an X factor, and I think uh, Daniel Jones' legs is going to be an X factor here too. Uh, my bold prediction: I got the Giants scoring 30 plus points. Finally, um, I think there's going to be three interceptions. Yeah, it's been a while, and I think they can do it. If they can do it, it's this week. So. Uh, my bold prediction is uh, we're going to have three three interceptions. I think the linebackers, I don't know why. i got a feeling that the linebackers are going to either tip ball or something, but I think two interceptions by linebacker play. Right. And, then of course, one in the secondary. So go Big Blue, and I'll be, uh, I'll be cheering on, man. Thank uh, you, Chris. You guys. Appreciate the right, call. Guys, take it easy. Be good. Hey, look, I'll say this. If the Giants get to 30, it's going to be because of, it's gonna, going to be because of takeaways. Yeah, and it's going to be a blowout. If they get the thirty points, it's gonna be a blowout. It'll be a blowout. I believe so. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Now it could be a situation where they, like Dallas did to the Colts a few weeks ago, where it's close, and then they get all those takeaways in the fourth, and then it becomes a blowout. But look, if I one top concern here, Jonathan, this we can wrap up with this as I head into this game. I don't know how well the Giants are going to be able to consistently move the ball in this game because I think the Colts' defense is legitimately good, like legitimately good. So I just hope that they're patient enough to stick with their game plan, mm-hmm. and I do think the Colts' offense will eventually make some mistakes that'll put the Giants in position to score some points. Yeah, and but I, I still think the Giants have to play a complimentary football game to win this game. Not, you know, we were talking about the record earlier. Look, none of that matters, guys. Nope. It doesn't matter. You know, Jacksonville is coming from the the pits of the Loserville. Right, they're somehow in this playoff so race. The Packers are back all of a the, sudden. The, the, the Panthers, pa- the Packers are too. The, the Panthers, the Panthers the, control their own destiny. It's insanity. The, the, Thank you, Pierce. The Texans are playing competitive football with 
two wins at this week of the season. They might end up blowing the first pick of the draft. Like, you, like, you know what I mean? Like, so the record really doesn't matter. And especially, look, when the guys be like, we can knock these guys out of the playoffs, right? Yeah. That gives you a little something to play for. And then all of these guys getting paid. If you watch DeForest Buckner last weekend, you would thought he was the best D tackle in football. And that's what the Giants have to deal with every single play. The guy plays a lot, too. He doesn't really take plays off. You know, so they're going to have their hands for this weekend. The Giants have to play complimentary football. And, yes, can the Giants take the ball away from them? Yes. Can Nick Foles throw the, the guys' interceptions? Yes. But the Giants make a lot of penalties. They miss tackles. And they cannot do that this week. And special teams cannot be a liability because you don't want to end up. The Chargers game was close early because of special teams and defense. The, the the Vikings game the week before that, they were beating them 33-0. to zero Because of special teams because and defense. Because of defense and special teams yep. both scored mm-hmm. a touchdown. This how good this team is on two of the three different sides of, of football, right? This is not just offense and defense. It's special teams. And if the Giants are a liability this weekend, they can possibly lose this game, Schmelke. It could be possible. I hope not. The Giants will win, but they have to do uh, all around complimentary football game, which we really haven't seen quite yet. See you on Sunday, bro. I'm a man. For Jonathan Casillas, I am John Strunk. Thanks for joining us on Big Blue Kick Live. Remember, go subscribe to the John Settle Podcast. A couple of great episodes coming up next couple of days with Trent Green and then Saquon Barkley. Make sure you go and subscribe. Search for John Settle Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. For JC, for Pearson Butler, I am John Schmelk. We'll see you tomorrow at 1230 for another episode of Big Blue Kick Off Live. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.